And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind and last night at Lone Depot Park. The Marlins and the Cubs played the last of three. It was a rubber match that featured Jesus Lazardo and Marcus Stroman. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins come up short tonight. Another one-run loss. In fact, it's a record-tying one-run loss for Miami. 4-3, the Cubs come from behind to win this one. For the Marlins, their 37th one-run loss this season, which matches the club record set back in the inaugural season, 1993. This was a pitcher's duel for the longest time. Marcus Stroman and Jesus Luzardo were matching each other 0-for-0 until finally in the bottom of the fifth, the Marlins' bats came alive. The inning began with a Brian De La Cruz double. Man at second, nobody out for the catcher, Nick Fortes. 2-0 pitch to Fortes, in the air to right, sending Wisdom back onto the track, at the wall, that ball is out of here just barely! Fortes sneaks it out the other way, and the Marlins go up 2-0 in the fifth. Oh, baby. And after Jordan Groshen's ground ball to short, it was Lewin Diaz's turn, same neighborhood. 2-2 to Diaz. That's hammered to right, deep down the line. Wisdom back at the wall. Goodbye, Lewin Diaz. It's his fourth of the season. A two-home run inning and a 3-0 Marlins lead. So Luzardo, who was cruising along, was handed a three-run cushion when he went out there for the sixth inning, and he got the first man, Esteban Quiroz, to ground to first, facing the top of the order. He then struck out David Bodie, then jumped ahead of Ian Happ. The 3-2. Swing and a miss. He got him with a changeup. Strikeout number 10 for Luzardo. It's his third career double-digit strikeout game. Luzardo's worked six innings of two-hit shutout ball tonight against the Cubs. And at that point, he had retired five in a row and seven of the last eight. He went back out there having thrown 90 pitches through six. He started the seventh, and the first man he pitched to in the seventh was Fran Reyes. 1-2 is called strike three over the inside corner. Got him looking at a fastball. 11 strikeouts for Luzardo. That matches the second biggest strikeout game of Luzardo's career. Comes up one shy of the 12 he recorded in a game against the Angels in Anaheim, his 2022 season debut back on April 12th. So he struck out Reyes to begin the seventh. He then, with a 3-0 lead, got Jan Gomes to fly to right for the second out. And he got ahead of Patrick Wisdom with a couple of strikes. So he was a strike away from being through seven with a shutout when he faced Wisdom. One, two to Wisdom is blasted to left field. Birdie's going back, turns around. That one sails into the bullpen. Patrick Wisdom has hit a home run to put Chicago on the board. It's 3-1 in the seventh. It's his 23rd of the year. That would be pitch number 101 and the final pitch of the night for Luzardo, who was pulled by Donnie at that point. Luzardo, six and two-thirds, terrific innings tonight. Three hits, one run, walked one, struck out 11, allowed the home run to Wisdom, 101 pitches, 69 strikes. So the Marlins had a 3-1 lead, two outs, nobody on in the seventh. Jeff Brigham came out of the bullpen. He struck out P.J. Higgins, and we went to the bottom of the seventh with the Marlins up 3-1. to one. At that point, the Cubs went to the bullpen. Marcus Stroman pulled after six. He left on line for a loss tonight, allowed three runs on five hits, walked one, struck out seven, Surrendered the two fifth-inning home runs in the span of three hitters to Fortes and Diaz. For Stroman, 96 pitches, 62 strikes. Keegan Thompson has spent most of this year in the Cubs rotation. 
He came out of the bullpen tonight and retired three in a row in the seventh. That sent this game to the eighth inning. Marlins three and the Cubs one. Steven Okert came on to pitch. Okert, who was the losing pitcher here last night, got into immediate trouble. He walked the first man, Zach McKinstry, the number eight batter in the Cubs lineup. He then walked Christopher Morrell. So there were two men out, uh, two men on with nobody out in a 3-1 game, eighth inning. And it was back to the top of the order. Esteban Quiroz in his second big league start. He was looking to bunt the runners over. He's showing bunt on 3-2. Gets it down fair, third base side of the mound, just like last night. Bobbled by Okert, and now he throws it away. Coming in to score McKinstry, Morrell the third. It's 3-2. Last night, Okert held the ball when maybe he should have thrown it. Tonight, he threw it when he definitely should have held it. And with that, the Marlins were in deep trouble. It was a 3-2 game, second and third. Nobody out. Okert was pulled. Dylan Floral came on in a really tough spot. Marlins shortened up the infield. Second and third, nobody out for last night's hitting star, David Bode. The 3-1 Floral to David Bode. And that's a bouncer to shortstop. Mickey has it, comes home, and it gets away. Cubs have tied it. Ball chased down quickly by Fortes, but in to score Morrell, and it's 3-3. Not sure Mickey had a play there. No, I don't think he did. And the Cubs weren't done. They still had men at the corners at that point for Ian Happ. A step in front of the baseline, halfway between first and second. 2-2 in the air to left. Should be deep enough to give the Cubs the lead. Birdies under, makes the catch. Kiro's tags with third. He'll come home, and Chicago has scored three times in the eighth to go up 4-3. A sack fly for Happ. That's his career best, 69th run batted in. Well, Floro then got pinch hitter Alfredo Rivas to ground to first base. He got Jan Gomes to fly right. He was out of the inning, so he faced four batters. He got a fielder's choice ground ball. They didn't get the out at the plate. Got the fly ball, left one for a sack fly, and then a ground out and a fly ball. Floro did all he possibly could coming in with second and third. Nobody out in a one-run game. But the Cubs score three runs in the inning, all charged to Stephen Okert. One earned, two unearned. How about three runs for the Cubs? They send seven to the plate. They don't manage a hit in the inning, but two walks and an error leading to three runs, and the Cubs were up 4-3. Bottom of the eighth, Keegan Thompson still on the mound. He walked the leadoff man, John Birdie, but he came back to strike out Miguel Rojas. He got Charles LeBlanc to bounce to third, and when Garrett Cooper struck out, this game was headed to the ninth. Cubs still up by just a run at 4-3. to three. Tanner Scott allowed a hit but struck out three in the top of the ninth inning. Thompson stayed out there for the bottom of the ninth. He struck out the first man, J.J. Blade. A rough night for Blade, 0-4 for with four punch outs. Brian De La Cruz then struck out, so the Marlins down to their final out. Two outs, nobody on. But Nick Fortes doubled to right center field. It was a 2-4 for four night for Nick. A double and a two-run home run. Luke Williams pinch ran. So the Marlins had the tying man at second with two outs in the ninth, and it came down to Keegan Thompson on the mound and Jordan Groshans at the plate. The 0-2 to Groshans. Check swing, and he went around. Thompson strikes him out. Three Ks in the ninth, and the Marlins strand the tying man at second base for the Marlins. It's a 37th one-run loss of the season, tying the club record. Cubs win it. Coming from behind, 4-3.
Marlins are now 22-37 and 37 in one-run games this year. They've played the most in baseball. They've lost the most in baseball. The 37 one-run losses match the club mark set back in 1993, the inaugural season. And if you go back to 1993, in all of baseball, in that span, only one team has lost more one-run games in a season. The 2014 Reds lost 38 one-run games. You now have the 2022 Marlins right beside the 93 Marlins with 37 one-run losses and 12 games still to go. Cubs win it 4-3 for Chicago. Four runs, four hits, no errors, five left. For the Marlins, three runs, six hits, and a miscue. A big one. They leave five also. Keegan Thompson, the winner, 10-5 out of the bullpen. Steven Okert, who started 5-0, takes the loss. He's now 5-5. This one took two hours, 47 minutes to complete. Cubs now have won six of nine after taking two out of three here. They win the season series four games to two. Chicago improves to 64 and 85 on the season. Now 33 and 41 on the road. Next stop for the Cubs, Pittsburgh for four games beginning tomorrow night. As for the Marlins, now 22 wins and 49 losses in 71 games beginning July 6th. The Marlins overall fall to 61 and 89 on the season. They're 30 and 45 here at Lone Depot Park. And again, 89 losses, 37 of them by just one run with this 4-3 setback at the hands of the Cubs here tonight. It's a winning combination, strikeouts and charity. The Marlins are committed to fighting cancer in our community and are proud to again partner this year with AutoNation to support their Drive Pick initiative. With every strikeout recorded by Marlins pitcher, $25 will be donated to charities supporting a cure. Tonight, a big night in that regard. 15 strikeouts by the Marlins staff, 11 by the starter Luzardo. One by Jeff Brigham, then three in the ninth for Tanner Scott. So 15 strikeouts in this game. That means $375 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Traffic Initiative. For the season now, 1,320 strikeouts and exactly $33,000 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. It's a very tough night for the Marlins. Another loss. They fall to 61 and 89. A lot of good, though. Let's hear from Jesus Lazardo, who was terrific last night. Jesus, three strikeouts in that first inning alone. And just how quickly do you feel like you were able to really establish that fastball and get all of your other pitches working off of that? Yeah, I feel like uh, in the first inning, definitely we established it. And then, uh, you know, every inning after that, uh, me and Nate, or Nick uh, made a a strong point of that going into the to the game. Wanted to establish the fastball. You've really done a nice job, you know, especially since last season, upping the strikeouts and lowering the walks. What do you what do you feel has been kind of the key uh, of success when it comes to you know limiting that traffic on bases and the walks in particular? Yeah, I mean, for me, walks have always been uh, kind of a key point. Um, and I feel like going into this year, just all the mentality stuff, the, the mindset stuff that I, I kind of went over with throughout the offseason and with Mel, just filling up the zone and trusting my stuff and knowing what my stuff does um, gets outs in the zone. Um, just have to put pitches in the right spot, obviously, but um, just filling it up and, and letting guys, you know, swing their way out of innings uh, instead of me trying to be too perfect and kind of kind of nitpick at edges. I'm curious, what do you think you've shown so far this season, especially after, I guess, last year coming to the club and you know, not going as you probably hoped? Uh, I mean, I just feel like I show my true potential, um, what I think I can do and what I know I can do. Um, obviously, last year was so frustrating, and um, my time in Oakland, my time here, 
So I just like the refresh after last year and then um, kind of, I mean, like I, I've been saying it all year, I feel like myself again. Upset more with yourself or the decision to not let you try to get that final out there in the seventh? Uh, I mean, obviously I understand the decision. Um, me, I mean, if it's up to me, I say let me go get all nine innings. But um, I understand the, their, their point. I think I had 100 pitches. So um, obviously I wanted to go get that last out, finish the seven, uh, upset with myself about that one pitch. I feel like really I made one mistake all night and it got punished. Um, but, you know, I can't really be too too perfect every time so I mean it is what it is and um, just kind of move on. How often do you have to remind yourself mentally you were great for six and two thirds and one pitch cost you a run that that can't affect what was a great night for you? It took me probably like the end of that inning to, to let that go. I mean it took me a good five minutes to to get over it but after that I mean it is uh, like, I, like you said I mean uh, a lot of hard work went into the first six and then the, the last inning I'm not going to let that spoil my night. He's just every inning you get the lead off man you know, you get out the leadoff man. How important is that for shaping the way, you know, an inning can play out for a pitcher? Yeah, I mean, the leadoff guys, I feel like the biggest out. Um, for me, the biggest outs of the game are uh, the first one, because that's, that's the hardest one to get in my mind. And then uh, the leadoff guy for every inning, it just sets the tone for the inning. Um, you know, a guy gets on later on in the inning, I feel like you can work around a little better. Uh, when the leadoff guy gets on, it kind of, you know, I don't want to say puts you on your heels, because I don't like ever being on my heels on the mound, but, uh, you know, puts you more into a battle mode. That was Jesus Lazardo after the Marlins setback to the Cubs last night. Let's wrap things up and hear from the skipper, Don Mattingly. Donnie, just starting with the good Jesus Lozardo. <laughs> it seemed like this was a night that uh, hitters really had to pick their poison with all of his pitches working the way they were. No, Jesus was good tonight. Um, yeah, kind of all night in the zone on the attack. Uh, from the very beginning, really, stuff was good. Um, probably the one mistake, tried to go up and away. I think he tried to go up and away right there and pulled one down and then right into the kind of his happy zone there. Maybe, you know, the, the frustrating, uh, the eighth inning almost felt like deja vu. I know tonight it was more the walks, but um, just, you know, as that eighth inning is unfolding, just how frustrating is it to see that the Cubs score three runs and not record a single hit in the inning? Yeah, obviously you give the bases and then we make the error. It's, yeah, you know, it's that's just a frustrating inning from the standpoint of you feel like you've got the right guys in there and, Obviously not the right guys tonight. And then, you know, last night maybe over could have made the play in time. Do you feel like the, the throw tonight was it's just too rushed of a play? Maybe a ball that No, the guy had a good jump. And we were, you know, basically at three depths. So we felt like you got to play at home. Um, Miggy sees it. Obviously good. Um, not sure if he's holds on there, if, if he's out or safe. I didn't I didn't actually go that far to, to look at that. Um, but, yeah, you're trying to win a game. Miggy's trying to make a play. You know, it's it's a close one. The, their guy got a pretty good jump. He mentioned last night, you know, feels great at this point in the season, you know, not suffering any fatigue whatsoever. Is there anything that you're you're noticing maybe then mechanically for him? Who, hold on, who are we talking Oper, about? With Oker? Um, not, not necessarily. We He has been out there a lot, and it seems like lately he's not been as good. Mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to go back to him today. You know, it's kind of one of those things. The guy's been good for you. You want to, you know, he has a, a tough night. You want him to be have a chance to respond, kind of like Sandy pitches. You know, it's a rough game. You you kind of want to see the response. Uh, and 
you want the momentum to you know trend the other way. Uh, but tonight, obviously, wasn't very good. I think he has, he has fewer innings so far than last year, but obviously more appearances. That can, you know, they're not, I guess, created equal since he has to. He's been out on the mound more. Yeah, and we've put him in. Uh, you know, he's probably probably been pitched in higher leverage this year. We've had him in the eighth, we've had him in the ninth. Uh, toughest parts of the orders had righties and lefties. Uh, you know, and he's had a good year. It's just at this point, you know, obviously, he struggled a little bit lately. But, um, you know, again, I, I don't know if I have a reason tonight uh, why he's struggling, but he's really been pretty, pretty much, you know, one of our most reliable guys. Should he put the bunt in his back pocket, or is that just a play he's got to make at first? Okay. No, he's got to make it. Well, once he pulls away from it and drops it, then it's a thought. But... You know that we got to make that play. That's a that's a pretty easy play. With two strikes, is I'd have to guess look back the play, but is the defense at that point they were kind of back to normal just because it was two strikes on the butt? On butt? No, we were in. We were we were in. It was pretty much right to him. I mean, it, it really wasn't a. I mean, if he catches that clean and, and you know somebody like Zeus may pop up and be trying to go to third there, that bunts at a point where, you know, you you got a chance of making the play at third. Uh, but that's he just picked his head up. I actually did look at that one because I wanted to see. Uh, yeah, he just picked his head up like he was looking to third and then and moved away from it. Uh, Leyland's gone deep, I think, two of the last five games. Are you just seeing maybe a better approach? Or, you know, the power we talked about, we saw it a bit last year, but not necessarily this year yet. Yeah, it's, it's good to see him get going a little bit because obviously he's gotten some ABs and, and uh, you know, average is not very good, but. Uh, we are seeing, you know, some production it's similar to last year. Really, hit some homers. Um, you know, didn't again just letting everyone see it. Just with Jesus in general, uh, how pleased you are with the progress he's made this, this year, especially bouncing back after a tough start against the the Mets a couple of weeks ago, and now having this two outings and pitching well. No, Zeus has been. You know, I don't, I don't think we could really look at this and ask for anything more other than being able to stay, you know, get 20, you know, 25, 30 starts. That's the only thing really I think you could ask for, you know, coming from, you know, the, the trade last year, struggled a little bit, uh, I'd say, with the command and, and just getting under under Mel and working moving forward. Um, yeah, I don't think we could ask for anything more from Zeus other than just make more starts. On the home run and the double from Nick Fortes, uh, how does it uh, feel to see his swing finally getting back into it, um, finally getting those hits back? Yeah, I like seeing it on that side of the field too. Honestly, Nick's got a really good swing, and over the long haul, he's going to be a, you know, he's got power. Obviously, he shows it tonight to right, uh, hitting that ball out, but the ball in the gap is is – He's just going to be a way tougher out if he can use that side of the field. And obviously, you want you know he's got a he's got a power stroke, uh, he, but he's got a swing that's short. You know he, he is a guy that could be really productive uh, if he grows. He, he reminds me uh, of the kid in L.A. Smith. I think it's Smith, right? The catcher. It's a short stroke, same body. Um, you know, and I think if we, if we could get to that, I think everyone would be really happy. So, but he's got a really good swing. Um, yeah, I, I think it's for me, if I'm going to look at it, you know, and I can't speak for it, 
this guy if he stays with you know being able to use the whole field there's power in there and it, it comes both ways he'll be a really good hitter with the power was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Chicago Cubs last night. Marlins are off today, back at it tomorrow night at Lone Depot Park at 640. Josiah Gray will be on the mound for the Nationals to be determined who takes the ball for the Marlins. We can promise you we'll hit the air at 610 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.